and welcome back to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. Once again, you are joined by myself, Phil, my good mate, Drew. Uh, unfortunately, Kent can't be with us this week. He's playing it by ear. Anyway, on with the show. Drew, how are you? I'm good. I've got an almost empty bowl of food here. So Excellent. Excellent. My... What are you eating? Is it cereal or is it... Mm-mm. Wrong time. Well, no, there is no wrong time of day. I am of the opinion that cereal can be eaten at any time of the day. A cereal is a fill of uh, meal. Yeah. A cere- uh, we- we'll do a whole episode about cereal one day. I think we I should. Really I think that's do very that. important. No, I think that's very important. Yeah. Um, joining me in the no, room as well is, um, is my good mate Andrew, actually. I say good mate, he's my cousin. That's why he's such a good mate of mine. I think he, he doesn't have a choice on whether we're good mates or not. Um, Andrew, there in the background, how are you? Good, thanks, Phil, my friend. Yeah, friend, friend. buddy. Oh, it's friend! friend. Okay, we're family. You're never seen this man before. Okay, he's lying. Everyone, he's lying. It's the same well, Andrew we can't that's been on the that. show before. No, it, it's uh, the same Andrew. I never agreed to that. Yes, well, he's here. He's when, and the reason why we're together, of course, as you know, I'm living in the UK. Um, Where the things moment, are a little that, more uh, legal and acceptable. Anyway, on with the show. I, the reason why everything's um, why we're coming to you live from I say live, we're recording this in the same room is because we are in London. Andrew's flown all the way from Sydney, and I've driven in the bus or ridden in the bus all the way from Leeds. Um, yeah, so here we are. Yeah, woo, good stuff. You know, it's it's recording, so you have to say make a noise, not just. Oh, sorry, I was doing sign language. <laughs> yeah, not giving me it's a right. thumbs up. That's all right, I wish you. people would hear the thumbs up. Yeah, well, no. That was good. Was yeah, good. I, I travelled 22 hours, Phil travelled 22 miles. <laughs> four hours it took the bus. Four right? hours, four hours. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's okay, the same yeah, Stretch thing. it out. Yeah, I, again, so Andrew's going on to Berlin after here, and uh, he's going to arrive in Berlin before I get back to Leeds on the bus. Because that's how long the bus Seems takes. Seems legit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Andrew's actually right now, he's getting ready, getting all suited up, getting all warm and um, yeah. ready to go. He's going to go on an adventure around Notting Hill where we're staying and uh, hopefully bump into Hugh Grant and uh, Julia Roberts. Exactly right. From the film. Exactly. Notting right. Hill. Enjoy. Mm. You know Roberts. what? You enjoy. <laughs> Do you have the keys? Yeah. He has the keys. Okay, good. Um, excellent. So that's enough waffling from us for a while. Drew. Yes. Drew. We have an yes. episode to record. And we've only prepped one thing to talk about. Well, two I am things. so thrilled. Two things. Oh yes, two things. Of course, two things. Okay, the first thing being is that uh, there's a fantastic game um, available at the moment. It's called... Um, it's called the ScoMo Simulator. It's for our fantastic yes. Prime Minister, Scotty from Marketing. Um all about how wonderful he is at running the country during a severe crisis like the bushfires. Um, and so uh, we'll tell you a little bit about that. And of course, we've also got a great story that Drew linked to me just before we jumped on air. And that is the plans to extract historic treasure from the Titanic shipwreck. Now, for those of you that do tune in often enough, or those of you that just know us well enough, you would be aware that we have quite a fascination with Titanic. So... Quite It'll be very interesting to dive right into that. But I think first was... and foremost... Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to let you ruin my pun. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <laughs> B- 
but I think I think we should get to the uh, Scotty from marketing story because it is quite pressing. You know, with all this talk about the fires, it's become quite the hot topic. Oh, oh, that's the second time I've made that joke today. Continue. Oh, okay. You're really unimpressed <laughs> about it. Okay, I see how it is. Uh, yes. So I saw a, a friend of friend of mine friend of ours actually from um your former place of work shared this game i have no idea who made it where it came from or anything but it is a scomo simulator where you can be our dearly beloved prime minister putting out the fires with your prayer hands indeed indeed so basically i don't think i don't think i can put it yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. The, the way the game operates is a little bit like um, we're going to do a Snake. little bit of a review for us. Yeah, it's basically like Snake on um, on Nokia's. If you can remember the game Snake, anyone that doesn't remember it, well, you're wrong. Um, yeah. And I mean, you're I don't too young mean for this podcast. Exactly. I don't mean you're incorrect. I mean you're wrong, as in you are. How dare you? Kind of thing. Um, mm. Yeah. So basically, it works like Snake. You uh, use the um, the arrow directional keys on your keyboard to. Uh, move the character around the screen if you're on your phone you just i think point at the point to the screen and where you want it to go um <clears throat> and so he mm. chases around and basically you have to keep putting out the fires you have to, to run scomo over um the, the the fires uh and you want to pick up as many handshakes as you can along the way um of course the more fires you put out the more friendly the handshakes are they're more accepted if not um if there's not a lot of um fires being put out your your approval rating dips and therefore the fight the handshakes are forced then um and you then you also want to find cricket now obviously like our fantastic scotty from marketing um did in real life he used cricket as a deflection away from the 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 fires meaning the fires seem to be put out on their own because you know if no one's paying attention to the fires and thinking of cricket the fires go out that's that's his logic i think um and so if you go and um you know, pick up the fire, then it puts out, uh, sorry, if you go and pick up the, cri- uh, the, the cricket stumps, um, what it does is it puts out fires in a large radius around that, and it's like a bit of a bonus for you. You do want to avoid the um, the fire trucks, though, because they represent the RFS, who, of course, he's got a, a, a cut funding from. Um, yeah, but that's basically the gist of the game. No, I think the game is excellent. I think it's a great challenge in um, how to, you know, it shows, it's not only a great simulation of being, Scotty from marketing, but it's a great simulation on being the prime minister. Clearly, I mean, I'm only assuming by how piss poor of a job he's doing that this game is is a very fair representation of him running the country. So, uh, I would say that I would say that this game probably gets a ten out of ten for its ability to replicate what it's like to run the country. Um, I think it does a very fair job of of representing what Scott Morrison is like. Um, and the fact that the whole game is him wearing a uh, whatever the thing is the, the 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 whatever the thing they have in Hawaii is the things around the neck, around his head, he has one on his yeah. head. I think that's a great representation of how he looks. Um, so on all, all fronts, the game's very accurate. Yeah. Would uh, you say well, so? You know what? That is also a ten out of ten for me as well. Excellent. I could not be more impressed with the dead-on accuracy of the game. I've got to hand it to the creator of the game as well. He has given a he has given Scott Morrison a more meaningful contribution to our country 
through this game than Scotty could do on his own. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, if you think yeah. about his actual ability, um, I mean, look, and it was now now look, so, just, yeah, go go. Well, what, we what, can't what, we what, can't praise it enough. Clearly, no, no, that's exactly right. And look, what I was going to oh. say is that look, no doubt there are people that are fans of Scott Morrison still. Um, I think that he's doing an excellent job. Look, we're not here to debate that. Like, we know the people are that, and that's perfectly fine. You're perfectly entitled to your opinion. Just know that your opinion is incorrect. Um, but yeah, you're more than welcome to, to be a fan of his, but basically you get ridden off as a nutbag piece of shit, and I hate you, and I never want to do any, have anything to do with you, and you're probably one of the stupidest people on the planet if you think that he's doing a good job. But look, Or you totally belong fine. to his church. Could, yeah, or you, you belong know, to his church, um, Hillsong, yes. you know, um, but... Uh, yeah, look, you're, you're totally entitled to your opinion. We're not here to debate that. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's just that your opinion is wrong. And opinions... I mean... Now, opinions aren't always wrong. You know, they're an opinion. You, you know, there's facts and there's opinions. And opinions are something that's, you know, it is your opinion. You can't change that. There are facts. You can't change the facts. The fact is your opinion is wrong, though. So, yeah. Scott Morrison is the, is awful. But anyway, sorry to continue. Oh, look, he's... He's quite something, isn't he? I do you know what made me so happy about the game? It was good to see his prayer hands go to good use. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, it was, and you know, his and thoughts and the, prayers are doing the best yeah. thing they possibly could through the game because yeah. obviously they don't work in reality, and that's a totally delusional idea to think that they would work in reality. So, um, thank goodness, uh, the game is actually putting them to good use. Look for the for those of you out there that do pray, and I am someone that prays. I'm very comfortable with my beliefs. I believe that prayer has its place. I also believe that getting off your ass and doing your job also has its place. And he's neglecting one of the two things. And for those of you that go to his church, I hope you got a decent, sizable cut of the $100,000 of taxpayer money that he put into his personal church. I I really hope you got some portion of that because otherwise I don't see it having any kind of meaningful impact to any person. Well, that's what, exactly what are they going right. to do? Build, build the church too to go next door. It's about well, all I can imagine that money going toward. It wouldn't surprise me exactly much, to be honest. Maybe he gets his own hill like he has at Cronulla. So he can clap and cheer I... from the hill there. I think they should be undoing that exact thing. I think it's quite a detriment to uh, um, to to the Sharks, the fact that he has his own hill there. It is detrimental to the Sharks. I am a Cronulla supporter, and I am uncomfortable with his um, commandeering of the hill, and just, just, just him in general. You just, yeah. Look, he's giving everyone a bad name, that's for sure. His church included... Um, yeah, look, it, it's going yes, awfully. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, but, look, but he is—he is what gives Christians a bad name. Yeah, he is. Now we do yeah. have to say that he is—he is probably right there along. Um, I'm trying to think of a name. What's her name? Uh, The—is uh, it Bridget McKenzie? The um, who who now is the sports minister, and she basically has been going around and giving. Uh, grants to the clubs, um, sports clubs, to those clubs which are in basically minority, or not not minority minority seats, but um, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? The seats that are that are basically potential for swing. 
Yep. Yeah. Now, I think that it's funny that, that the Liberal Party seem to be doing a really good job at the moment of taking the heat off, you know, one person alone. So basically, there's Angus Taylor there who's, you know, looking at not corruption charges, but but pretty dodgy stuff. Then we've got um, Bridget McKenzie there who's also doing pretty dodgy stuff. And then we've got Scott Morrison doing pretty dodgy stuff. Then there's the National Party. We've got Barnaby Joyce doing pretty dodgy stuff. There was the man, I can't remember his name, and no one gives a shit about him who's the leader of the National Party and also the Deputy Prime Minister, also doing pretty dodgy stuff. It's just funny how they're, they're very good at banding together and when one person's under attack by the media, someone else steps up and takes a lot of the pressure away from them by being just as foolish and stupid just oh, to yeah. help each other out. I think they're doing a great job. And, and again, this game, it all comes back to this game, the ScoMo Simulator. Scotty for Marketing can be absolutely proud of the fact that Australians are as a nation, following the image of um, the Liberal National Party, banding together and really focusing their attention back to where it really needs to be, and that's on the Prime Minister and how dodgy of a job they're doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, this game is doing a terrific thing um, by making us all aware of just how poor a job it he's really doing. It really is. But yeah. also, also it's, it's doing a great thing by making us see just how hard it is to be um, the Prime Minister of the nation when you're an incredibly incompetent piece of shit. You know, it just shows just how hard it is. If he had the brain capacity, maybe he'd do a better mm. job, but he just doesn't. And this game just shows in a very, very easy to understand way um, just how difficult it is to be so stupid and try and run a country. I mean, with with a mindset like that, can you really blame him for running off to hide in Hawaii? No, no. Uh, it, look, it's true. Um, I, I don't blame him at all for doing that. I mean, again, he, he can't make the best decisions because he's a bit stupid. So um, I say yeah. a bit stupid. He's very stupid. So it's look, he yes. did the best thing that he thought he could. He thought, you know what? I can't help because I'm incompetent and pathetic. So therefore, I'll leave the country. Maybe someone a bit better than me can do a better job. And that was Anthony Albanese, as it turns out, which is pretty amazing. That's yes, it the was. The National Party made um, the Labour Party look good. That's a hard yeah. thing to do because that's the Labour Party are the, the best at making themselves look fucking stupid, but uh, are, the Liberal but Nationals did a great job of making them look good. No, exactly right. I, I, I do need to clarify. I, I did miss uh, misspeak before. I, I misspoke even. Um, I, I said that he gave his church a hundred thousand um, dollars. That that is actually incorrect. Um, I've, I've just gone ahead and looked it up to clarify. It was actually $110,000. Oh, sorry, Drew. No, look, you know what? Just, we make just, mistakes. Just to be we'll completely make mistakes. clear. No, exactly right. Look, you, you misspoke there. Scott Morrison misspoke a lot and also to, did a lot uh, of bad things. We all make mistakes. To the Horizon Church. Good. Great. How lucky I would say are we that, that, that Scott that, Morrison? Yes, that, that money would be the dawning of a new era for them, I'm, I'm sure, in which lion and hyena can something together you know <laughs> however it went i feel like that cool. seems applicable here yeah i would say so i would say so oh dear what a state uh, we're in scotty or oh, what a state you're in new south wales yeah that's literally meant state in two ways then oh um, oh yeah i'm i'm right here in it and and yeah and yeah whatever whatever you're reading there in you know far far away from here it's pretty dead on accurate you're not, yeah, you're basically not missing the whole world thinks that Scott, The whole world thinks that Scott Morrison is a loose cannon and an idiot. Literally, a he loose is. cannon and an idiot. Um, he is. And then the rest and, of the news what? is dominated by the Trump saga. But yet, all that we see out of Australia is that the Prime Minister is a 
Well, well, let's let's not forget the dark horse. Uh, just before we started recording, I did have uh, a live video feed playing from British Parliament of Boris Johnson addressing questions in Parliament, and whatever you, whatever anyone says and thinks about Boris, he's got gumption. He's not afraid to to really get stuck in there, and and be. God, what word do I want to use here? Uh, maybe not bullish, but but he's happy to really throw himself out there for what he's believing. Unfortunately, our prime minister is um, not pissed. cut from the same. Yeah, not cut from the same cloth. Um, it's like a wet towel. A uh, bit big, a wet blanket. Um, yeah. Look, he. Boris actually had a bit of gumption there. (laughs) Boris Johnson is an interesting character. He's an interesting character because, and again, last week tonight with John Oliver did a great piece on him. And, um, and basically that was around the idea that, you know, he's, he comes across. And again, my favorite line from last week tonight with John Oliver is that um, Boris Johnson is a stupid man's, you know, impersonation of a smart person kind of, and um, and I think that's yep. incredibly accurate because he very much is. I mean, the, the, he's in a suit, his messy hair. He says somewhat intelligent things sometimes, but also comes across as incredibly stupid. Now it is probably all an act, you know. He, the way he he is so. I think Boris Johnson. Uh, he is quite despicable because he seems to have no respect for himself, and he's willing to make himself look so foolish. And be so disrespected by the fact that he looks so foolish, but that seems to work for him, and he gets what he wants because he seems so innocent because he's so stupid. And I feel like mm. that works a lot. That a lot of people who think that they're being, you know, the hero by making him look stupid or insulting him, don't realize that despite the fact that he's he's well and truly willing to to cop all the insults. Um, and look as stupid as he needs to, but everyone is then letting him go and do whatever he wants because everyone's kind of like, ah, he's so stupid, it will fall apart. <laughs> go for it, do what you want, and let's see it fall apart. And then it doesn't fall apart. And so he just keeps getting what he wants. Um, <clears throat> so he's incredibly clever, but totally self-deprecating. Deprecating? He's, he, yep. he, he has no respect for himself because he's willing to let himself look so foolish. And... I would rather Boris Johnson have a serious attempt at trying to be intelligent and um, or have a serious attempt at being a politician rather than trying to play this game. I think that politics shouldn't... It, it The underlying issues is the world of politics. Look, I, I want Boris Johnson to not be a fool and have a serious crack at it, but he knows mm. how to play the game. And unfortunately, politics is a game. It's not a reality. Because it's a game, it means that Boris Johnson's willing to play the game and, and I hate that but it is what it is and Boris Johnson's doing a great job at playing said game and I think he's a fucking idiot but but he wants me to think he's an idiot because then he gets away with everything so despite the fact that I think it's being insulting to call him a fucking idiot it is but that's exactly where Boris Johnson wants me because he's too clever for that so it's a bit of a shame it is what it is um, yeah yeah look it, it, it yeah it is what it is um, but then, of course, then there's the Trump scandal. Let's not get into that because I need course. to do all my research on that. I, I know the, 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 I know what's happened leading up to it. I need to do my research in terms of the fact that the trial has started. 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> now, yeah. I, I think, though, that I personally think, though, again, I've said I don't like Trump, but I'm willing to respect the fact that he says he's a different kind of politician. Unfortunately, I think that he's now guilty of playing the exact same game as what Boris Johnson is. Difference is Boris Johnson doesn't have respect for himself because he's willing to let himself look so stupid. I think mm. that Donald Trump is actually being is actually being disrespectful to everyone else because he doesn't have respect for everyone else. Um, the difference between Americans and from everywhere else. So let's take sports stars for example. Sports yep. stars are revered and cheered for and get the praise if they're incredibly arrogant in America. It's all about being arrogant and thinking you're the best. If you think you're the best and you say you're the best, people go, man, he knows he's the best. Like, yeah, that's excellent. Everywhere else in the world is tall poppy syndrome and it's all about be humble, step down, don't don't take you know credit for the victory and everything like that, even if you're the best and you're the sole one responsible for it. Um, and Donald Trump is very much an American in that sense. He's all about, you know, take all the credit, be the best, um, I am the best. Everyone then that is a simpleton in America loves him because he, he again, is champion that kind of um, rhetoric. Um, and everyone loves him for that reason. Looking at his politics, I think he's not doing a good job. I think that the, the only way that I would kind of respect Trump's um, leadership or, or his time as president was if he was, he said he wasn't a politician, he said he'd do X, Y, and Z. And so far, he hasn't done X, Y, and Z. He's just made things worse for everyone else and better for himself, which isn't what he said he was going to do. He doesn't quite understand the way tariffs work. He doesn't quite understand the way the world works. Basically, he's pumping up the stock market. Uh, stock market. He's um, pumping up the cost of imports. He's pumping up, you know, um, the amount of tax breaks that big business gets, like his own companies get, um, and helping out all his mates. Unfortunately, he's doing exactly what the issue with politics is in that he's helping himself when Trump had the opportunity to do literally the opposite thing, which is what I was kind of hoping for with someone like Trump. He hasn't done it, which means to me he's failing on that front, which means that I then have no respect for him whatsoever. And I can't have respect for his um, ability as leader because he's doing exactly what every other politician's doing. He's just painting the picture to look like he's not doing that, which is awfully sad. Um, and then uh, the issue then of the fact that he's now up for um, impeachment in the Senate, which is a big thing that's not happened very often. It, you know, being impeached alone doesn't happen very often, but he did. But nothing happens until you get impeached in the Senate, and he's up for that. And to be honest, I, comparing it to, say, the Clinton impeachment, um, this is shambolic and it is such dirty politics that I can't believe that no one is seeing just how biased it is. Again, I'm not from America. I just know, I, I don't give a shit. America is making themselves look foolish and falling apart. It's not nothing but benefit to me. You know, it's who cares, but the fact that it's so one sided in terms of how biased things are, the fact that they want to make the impeachment run or, or the days of the trial run well into the night, you know, so American, the American public stops paying attention so then therefore they can get away with things. The fact that they're holding, trying to hold back from having witnesses, um, you know, why would you do that unless you're guilty? Then why would you hold back um, witnesses, key witnesses? Um, the fact that then Trump then says on Twitter, which he seems to think is, you know, gospel or law and, and therefore is, um, you know, genuine 
releases from the White House, which is incorrect. That's not what Twitter is as well. Twitter is a private company, and he's a member on that. You can't do that. But anyway, the fact that he then says you read on, his Twitter feed today. Well, well, talking about Twitter, the fact that he's then getting angry at the Democrats um, about the fact that they're not letting witnesses come in. Trump, are you stupid? It's your own party that's stopping the witnesses. That's the point. The Repu- the, the Democrats want those witnesses. You're then saying that the Democrats aren't letting the witnesses in? Are you kidding me? But anyway, yeah, basically, Trump's looking worse and worse by the day here. And, you know, I hate politics in America. I think it's a mess of, of corruption. But I haven't seen this level of corruption in a long... This He's- is outrageous. He's had two crackers on his Twitter feed in the last uh, couple of days that I've noticed. Mm. One was earlier today. All it was, just in because, you know, he tweets several times a day, right? Oh, of course. One of the glorious ones I saw in there today was literally USA, USA, USA. <laughs> Each one with an exclamation of mark. <laughs> of so course. Good. I loved it. The other one, which I found really interesting and i i was really uh, let's say i was really happy to see it was him ripping apart the democratic party for them trying to push bernie out of the running again which i i he, I, I appreciate they did fl- that because bernie's probably the flocked, be- I- yeah but he flocked to bernie's defense and just ripped them apart they're, they're like he's like he is your best candidate and you are just pulling him apart and trying to cut him out of the running what is wrong with you but then of course he has to undo it for himself by putting at the end oh it's very amusing to watch of course of course yeah i i think bernie is probably the best best candidate looking at him um, bernie's the best shot that their country has right now yeah i think bernie's the best shot full stop um but you know the democrats are too stupid to see that and to choose to shoot themselves in both feet at the same time um, and have, then the Republicans do the same by having Trump, who is probably the, the best shot at being leader, but also the worst person oh, yeah. for the party. Have you read about his plans to extend other countries into the travel ban? No, who's that? Uh, so Okay, so Donald Trump has already placed a travel ban, and he, he did that very early after mm-hmm. he got the presidency. So oh, yes, currently yes. travel currently travel is banned from Iran, Libya, North Korea, Somalia, Syria, and Yemen, right? Mm-hmm. He is looking to extend that to another seven countries, starting off with Nigeria, Belarus, Eritrea Eritrea, I'm not sure how that is pronounced. Kyrgyzstan, Myanmar, Sudan, and Tanzania. Right. That's big things to be banning people from those nations to come in. Yep. That's a big thing. That's a big call. Oh, Trump. Look, he's... I I don't know what game he's playing, but it's not coherent, and it's not... It's nonsensical in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. And yet, if I were to put money on it, I still think he's getting his second term. I would say so too. To be honest, I, I would say so too. Now I've, I've learned from the last. I've learned from the last election um, in Australia that just those polls that they release just don't pay oh, attention yeah. to them at all. Obviously, do not pay attention to the polls. 
The latest poll in America is saying that he's not favorite to win, which makes me think that he's favorite to win. Of course, basically, he's favorite to win. The opposite. The polls are always ends up being the opposite. Basically, he's got the Bible um, so belt in his win. pocket. Yeah, exactly, win. exactly. He's and there win. are the silent majority. It's true. They're the silent majority. He has done all the right things to get on side with them. And and look, I've I've had this discussion already today with someone about mm. whether whether he even believes all of that or not. I, my opinion is that yeah, I, I I reckon he does believe in God. Should he identify? Should I? Should he identify as a Christian? No, I don't. I I think there are a great many people who identify as Christian who don't exhibit any of the traits, behaviors, or attitudes that come part and parcel with it. Mm. Whereas there are, you know, many people who do display all the attributes but do not identify. But he is someone who is claiming to be, and I swear he is doing what he's doing just because he knows that they are the majority that will keep him in power. 100%. I don't think he's really in any way. I don't think he believes in God either. I don't think he believes in God. I, I think I, that I, he... I, th- like, I think he's just I, doing I think what he, he needs to do. I think he could. He might. Like, we, we don't know what he believes. Aside from the fact that he believes that if he does certain things, that will keep him in power. Yeah. No, I, I think that um, a lot of what Trump says, it's, again, like the polls, the opposite. And I think if he says that he's... I mean, you know, he says he has the best words. What the hell does that mean? I have... I know words. I know the best words. I have the best words. You know, we're doing the best job, blah, blah, blah. Everything that he says, it's the opposite. Mm. Um, yeah. He says he believes in God, therefore I, th- I, I know based on the logic of every other thing that he said being basically proven to be false, um, that this will be the same thing. So I don't believe he believes in God. And I think his own logic is the proof of it. He says that yeah. he does, means he doesn't. That's why I view it. He's just... He disappoints me because he hasn't delivered on his campaign promises. I would rather rather (coughs) seen that wall go up. Then he would have actually done what he said he was going to do. Yeah, and that's my point, is that that despite the fact that I I hate Donald Trump as a person, and I think that he's a nutbag, the whole point of him being president was that he said that I'm not a politician, I'm a businessman. I'm going to run the country like a business. Um, Unfortunately for America, he's running it like a Trump business, which... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Looking at the unfortunate history of Trump businesses, are the some of the most unsuccessful businesses in America. They all go bankrupt. At just least because after he, has he lots took of over. Them. Exactly. It's so not so much a problem. Correct. So unfortunately, Donald Trump is just nosediving America. Now again, if he had run America like a successful business, there would be, you know, some people would be um unfortunate kind of victims or, or be collateral and that's the way a business goes when you have to try and turn it around from what it is and make it into the greatest country in the world again which is a big thing to do and it's almost impossible because it's um, so hard for him to just stick to the basics yes so because they're not they're not trump's way. I, again look at look at look at america look at look at um basically americans always champion trump americans always champion the fact that trump's made more jobs than what um, Obama did and everything like that. That's yeah. true. But when yeah. the jobs don't pay you enough to support the cost of living, they don't count as a reasonable job. Trump has made many of those. He's also, one of the ways he got lots of people back into work is he reopened a lot of coal mines. Mm-hmm. Probably the wrong thing to be doing in today's world and the climate. Um, yep. But anyway, he reopened coal mines. 
The yeah. unfortunate thing is, in him going, yep, open the coal mines, is he didn't have anyone there to buy the coal. So the coal is just, and America doesn't run on enough coal power plants to, you know, need the amount of coal that they're, they're producing. They haven't done so for nearly 100 years. Correct. So. And also Trump happens to be quite good friends with a lot of people that used to run um, coal, uh, the coal industry. Anyways, they reopened all the coal mines and the coal is being dug up. Unfortunately, that coal is now sitting there doing absolutely nothing in enormous piles on the ground. So all these people that have jobs, those jobs aren't going to last forever, not because coal is a finite resource, but also because the coal's not moving. The fact that the piles are getting bigger and bigger means that the, the jobs have to stop. They're going to have to stop these industry, the industry again. Um... And China's buying less coal every year because they are slowly turning to um, renewable energy as well. So there's going to be no one to buy all that coal. So just because Trump's making a lot of jobs doesn't mean he's making the right jobs. He's not doing anything for the future. He's unfortunately being very much like um, the Republican Party and the Liberal Party in Australia in that they're thinking very short-term economically or economically. They are... Um, they're, you know, very short-sighted. Let's do things for now. Let's stopgap the issue right now, put a band-aid over it. The unfortunate thing is, it's a bit like the Titanic. There's a giant crack or score down the side of the ship, and they're basically putting bandages over the hole. That's what Trump is doing. He's not yeah. fixing the issue long-term. He's just mm -hmm. patching it up for a couple of years, and it'll work temporarily, and then suddenly we're going to have this huge explosion of jobs disappearing and industries going out of business and, and much like the titanic the coal is just going to still be sitting there absolutely sit at the sink to the bottom of the ocean and never decay and that's mm -hmm. it yep now it's funny i mentioned the titanic there drew because our <laughs> next story is about the titanic indeed it is um i sent you this article for those of you playing along at home uh, Channel 9 has put up an article about plans to extract historic treasure from the Titanic shipwreck. Yes, indeed. And Drew, what is that uh, so piece of treasure, I guess? They're, or artifact? they're looking for one particular thing. Like they, they plan on taking a few things out of the ship, but there is one particular item that they want. The mm. Marconi Wireless. The Marconi yes. Wireless was responsible for issuing the Titanic's final frantic distress signals as it sank. Not only are they looking to get the wireless out of there, they believe that with today's technology, they can actually get the machine working again. How incredible would that be? Mm. For them to extract it, though, they're actually going to have to surgically rem remove part of the roof of the ship so that they're actually going to have to tamper with it just to get into it so that they can then take it out of the ship. And that's where it's causing a bit of distress because there are a lot of people who believe that the ship should not actually be touched. What's your thought on it? Well, well, Drew, now, now the, the, I, I totally understand why people are like, mm, you shouldn't really touch it. I mean, I see, I see why a lot of people are like it. It is a grave and I get that it is, it is a grave for many people. Um, my view of it is that this whole thing is about to 
plunder, and by that I mean it's going to collapse on itself, it's going to fall apart, the ship's probably being held up mostly by the bacteria which is destroying the ship anyway. Um, but uh, my view is that get these things out of it, do it, do it, because they are of such significance. Um, they're of significance because of what they represent. Um, the Titanic had such an, a profound effect on rules, maritime laws and rules and um, you know, the way that the, the number of lifeboats on boat, on, on, on ships and things like that. And it, 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 it changed things. It changed things for the rest of the world, changed things from then on. And it was such a historical, historically significant event that it happened. I think it's almost wasteful for these things, which are, you know, not decaying or, or not falling apart to, to lose them to lose them when the thing falls apart and collapses on itself and is lost forever, I think that's wrong because these things will continue sitting there and I see I see it as a benefit to get out of it. I mean, again, I, I have no personal attachment in the sense that I didn't have any descendants that died on the ship or anything like that. But I'm of the opinion that you should get these stuff, the, these things out of there. Not everything, very few things, get very few things out of there um, because they are significant to the event, they're significant to history, um, yeah, I think they should be recovered. I, look, I, I agree, I do think that they should be able to get them out of there. It's, it's very tricky, because I, I totally understand why they don't want them, why, why they don't want it touched, but at the same time, I think that the things we could learn from having access to it outweighs the the concept of not touching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It's... It, I understand people's concerns that it's a grave and that we don't, we don't touch the grave and all of that. I, I, I totally get that. But at the same time, it's all, it's been enough time people have mourned well, every last survivor of the ship has died now and really what what use is it serving they exhume bodies frequently in graveyards for evidence to help solve cases to figure out how people died or to get dna testing done there are plenty of reasons why this happens with bodies i don't understand why there is this discomfort with doing this with a ship well cemeteries i know that 1500 people died there but but cemeteries also you know they have a finite amount of time nowadays anyway at least they have a finite amount of time that the body's in there for and then they'll be removed or uncovered or reused plots you know that it is what it is i'm not saying this is the same case but i'm just saying that but we do have a finite amount of time with the Titanic. The ship is disintegrating. They have discovered a, a type of underwater termite that is eating away at the ship. And it will, we know it, the ship is not going to last much longer. It's going to crumble. It's going to go. It's amazing that it's lasted as well-preserved as it has for, what is it now, 108 years. How is like? It's a miracle that it's still there and the things that were on there are still down there. Yeah, I think it would be horrific to to just let it sit there when we have the means, the technology, the resources 
to get things out of there and to continue to learn from it. The fact that Titanic is still such a huge topic of conversation around the world 108 years after the fact is just incredible. And there are still so many fascinating things that we can take from it. And I don't think we've learnt very much. In 108 years, I, I genuinely don't think we've learnt much. And point of reference, the Costa Concordia. Yeah, it's true. I bet that was stupidity. A total, total stupidity and total it disaster. Was stu- stupidity and stupidity that fell to the people in charge in the same way. The Titanic was going faster than it should have been because they wanted to arrive early to make a big show, a big impression. The Costa Concordia went down the way it did because they agreed to go closer than they were meant to to get a better view of an island and they hit rocks. It is the same rubbish twice over. Yeah. We learnt nothing in a hundred years. Well, and again, I mean, if you think about the fact that even the communication areas, the fact that the Titanic sent out messages saying shut up to all other ships that were communicating about the fact that there were icebergs in the area. You know, they were doing that on the device yep. that they're looking at retrieving. Um, that's a significant yep. thing. It played a significant part. They, the notification of when ships could arrive, the fact that one of the ships ignored them. Don't, and, don't you love, though, you know, that, that, that they had to shut off all the warnings from everyone, but when they actually put out the warning, the, the bulletin going, hey, we're sinking, we're sinking, no one picked the call? No, no everyone ignored. Um, Carpathia came along two hours later. You know, it's funny, I had a dream about the Titanic last night. Like genuinely, the nightmare that I have, where I'm trapped on the ship while it's underwater with all the, with all the creepy stuff. No, I can't say it was. I I can I can say that it was. um, It was all about the um, uh, the Carpathia and it arriving and being on a lifeboat and uh, yeah. Were you one of Were you one of the survivors in the dream? No, I wasn't anyone. I wasn't there. I was just kind of looking down at it all and watching it all happening. That's really. Cool. Yeah, it was an interesting dream, but uh, it was. You had that dream last night. Yeah, I had it last night, just last night. It was sparked. It was. It was sparked about an event because I'd watched a video in the last couple of days about the Titanic, an interesting fact about the Titanic, or something like that. And so then I, right, I had it. Yeah, okay. so I had a dream based on that story. But yeah, I had that dream last night, and uh, I still find it really haunting that three D um, virtual reality tour we did. Yeah, very nauseating too, but yeah, fascinating. Fascinating. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look. And terrifying. Um, <laughs> I, I think that I think that it's a I think it would be a shame to lose this stuff for future generations. I know that the interest in it may may um, start to to wane and and and, and um, recede. But having said that, I, I know that I know that kind of our interest was sparked about the fact that there was a fantastic film based about that. And even if you don't yeah. even if you don't give a shit about the love story of it, it's interesting to see what's happening. You know, the ship itself, the sinking of the ship way they did that like it's a great film and it's because it's all um it's not not cgi it's all, all real effects it's you know the visual effects are all props and um the ship was built in fact the the cost of the film cost more than the, the, the entire cost of the ship itself um you know i i think that that we're very lucky that we kind of have this connection to the Titanic because of the film but the fact that the film re-energized the public and the fact that it was found in the 80s and and, and kind of um created the, the buzz about it and enough of a buzz for james cameron to make the film about it um you know it was all very timely and we were very lucky that we were in a time to take advantage of, of the interest and i think it would be a shame for that interest to, to disappear and i think that a 
not a discovery, but a recovery like that, um, I think would be incredibly beneficial to re-energizing the public's interest in the Titanic and, and what it represents and what it did. So I think that it's critical um, to the story that we recover this. Again, as you said, all, all survivors are no longer alive and their descendants, you know, probably have, you know, less to do with it than, than they would care to acknowledge and... and um, well, apparently yeah. they've had a a decent amount of support from descendants in which, wanting which is good. to go ahead with this because they can see the logic that it's it's critical to the story to re-edit. Not not necessarily. I don't know. I don't mean in, it's you know the whole idea that we're so short kind of attention span now. Um, but I just think that going forward to have a significant recovery like this tells a great story, and I think it would be um, yeah beneficial for all. And, you know, we've seen things in person that have been recovered from the wreck, and it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Some mm. of the stuff that, that was on that exhibition that we went to, I, I still can't believe that we've seen things that were sitting on the bottom of the ocean floor. Well, this, well, 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 even we saw That's... that we went past that um, the display of the, it was kind of like on a catwalk, and it was sand below us and pieces of the, the site yeah. um, scattered on the ground, you know, in the way that they were scattered on the ground in reality. You know, I think that was fantastic. That was a great representation of it. And, uh, yeah, the fact that these th- these objects and items have been at the bottom of the Atlantic or the North Atlantic for so long. Um, yeah, they're, they're historically significant parts and, and items. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's fascinating. And I think they should recover it. I'm absolutely in favor of that. Again, no, I don't mean it. Yeah. It's not not disrespect to those that lost their lives, and I totally respect the idea of it being um, a tomb or a grave, and that's why I'm not in favour of them recovering uh, significant parts of the ship. Um, I, I I do though yeah. think that there should be some. Um, they they should recover what they can while while they can, because again, it's only got a couple of years left, and it will start to collapse. And and you know. Mm. we've seen in buildings collapsing that when something heavy finally gives way it takes the whole thing with it so i think that it, it's um necessary to, to start doing stuff the, the fear is that the roof will collapse and once the roof collapses it will start to bring everything else down with it each floor will pancake and then the walls will fall in and that will be it we'll never see anything of it again and i can only imagine it's already starting to fall apart though well exactly and I, and I can think of nothing more sad than than one day you know, a team going down there and, and, and seeing it and then coming back the next time and it's not there. It's collapsed. It's fallen fallen away while we've all been asleep, basically. And I no think one's that, been yeah. down there for a while as well, which I I know that it costs a lot to go down there and That's when the lotto would do it. Understand I understand how tricky it is, but I it also makes me sad that they don't do more dives. Mm. Because we're missing out, we're running out of time for this, and we are, and there's yeah. still so much we can learn. Even just to view it, even for people to be able to view it with their own eyes, I think it's so significant to what it represents. But that's me. That's just me. <clears throat> yeah. Oh well. Drew. Philip. 
uh, it's time we get to a very, very significant part of the show. Um, I agree. Of course, if you'd like to be on the show, make sure you reach out to us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I guess. Um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, all the, all the usual channels. All those things, carry pigeon, etc. Um, and uh, send a raven. Exactly, send a raven. If you're on the show, it means that you're in a very, a very good chance of winning our sick Kent of the week. If you're our sick Kent of the week, you go in the running to be sick Kent of the year, as Bianca found out just a couple of weeks ago. Um, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, as Bianca found out just a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was excellent. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Audrey, for keeping the secret. <laughs> Thank you, Audrey, for keeping that secret. Uh, yeah, so, um, of course, if, if, if um, you're on the show and you're in with a very good chance, while people are not on the show, um, means we go hunting for other significant representatives to be our sick end of the week. And, Drew, we have a very special one this week, do we not? We we do. We have a very special one. Um, some Someone we know, someone we've worked with, a all-round wonderful human being, really. Um this week's sick end of the week goes to our friend Jordan, who has partnered up with a fantastic page on social media, um, because I think they are on Facebook and Instagram, called The Simpsons Against the Liberals. Great page. It's hilarious. And yes, it is a fantastic page. If you aren't already following them, you should absolutely get onto it. It um, doesn't matter whether you support the Liberal Party or not. It's just relevant to so much of, of what's going on right now. And it's just funny. Life's too serious. Have some fun with it. Anyway, uh, Jordan has teamed up with this wonderful page to put out some um, stickers and art prints with a fantastic artwork that she's done um they're calling it the nelligan hero but the print itself is a shot for the simpsons say with scomo um just chilling on a uh, on a little what is he looks like he's on like one of those water donuts in a, in a hawaiian shirt with um with a fiery a uh, man of the outback, a uh, kangaroo and a koala, all on the side yelling, hey, Mr. Prime Minister, get fucked from <laughs> Nelligan. Ah, it's excellent. And it's just beautiful. Well, it's that, that it's along beautiful with beautiful the... and... Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's that, as it's that um, uh, you know, I think that it's fantastic. That was such a great one. It's got the koala on there as well, around the, the leg of the fiery, and I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, now, I yeah. On, on t- Basically, I'm in favor of this. Yep, yep. Now, on top of that, um, so the, these works that have been done, so one's from Jordan, and they've got another artist who's done Flaming Scomos. Um, if you are... Oh, the Flaming Scomo one's great, too. That is fantastic. We will share the link for this on our Facebook page. If you are to go and have a look at this, you can purchase these artworks... And proceeds will be going to the Nelligan RFS if they accept. Otherwise, the proceeds will all be going to Wires and Wildlife Victoria. So we cannot urge you enough to get onto that and put some money to a good cause and 
to have a bit of fun with it. But absolutely, absolutely. Um, all up. Yeah, great Jordan's and Jordan's done a great job. Jordan, you are fantastic, and we love your work, and you are our sick Kent of the week. She absolutely is. And Drew, as the theme song chimes in in the background there. Ah, yes. I thank you for another week of fun. And I thank you for another week of talking about our crippled country. Absolutely. Um, Stay tuned next week for another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. Um, More to come from next week. And Drew, we're going to get on to our pre-recording of episodes because you're going to be on your holidays. We, We do. I have no idea what... I have no idea what next week's going to be, but we hope you enjoy whatever we give you. Absolutely. Anyway, Phil, how do we end the show again? Yep. Yep.